and gentlemen good evening dear friends welcome to another edition of jesus is the answer with kathy i am an ambassador of christ jesus and i am your host you're welcome good evening how are you all doing we thank god for life and guess what it's wednesday it's thanksgiving service we thank master jesus that we are still here <clears throat> excuse me i still got cold how are you all doing? Hope you're fine. God bless you for always listening, for always sharing and inviting someone to listen. May God meet you at your place of need. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. <coughs> so before we dive into today's message, let's welcome the Holy Spirit. Let's welcome Abba Father. Father, you are the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the mighty man in battle. We give you honor, we give you glory, thanks, praise, and adoration. We thank you, Father, for the gift of life. We thank you, Lord, for another opportunity to come into your presence, to worship you, and to glorify your holy name. Father, take over me, less of me and more of you. Speak through my mouth, O Lord Jesus, so that your name might be glorified. I soak myself with your precious blood, blood of Jesus. I soak all those who are out there listening to me with your precious blood, blood of Jesus, Father. Your blood, O oh Lord, that speaks more than every other blood. Let it speak for us. Thank you, Yahweh. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, sweet Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen and amen. Once more, you are welcome. So it's Wednesday, it's Thanksgiving service, and I have another message, which is titled, Separate for Your Growth. Separate for Your Growth. So... Let's just go straight into the message and as the Spirit of God leads, let's see how it goes. So Sunday was also Thanksgiving and I realized initially when I started, I said that Thanksgiving was a very special one because we're supposed to thank Jesus, thank God for giving us his son Jesus. Because each time we come, we thank God for our own personal things, either we apply for a job, we got the job or, you know, our testimonies, things that come directly from us. We've never sat and looked at this picture that if not of Jesus, we would not have been here today thanking him. And I think I was kind of drifted away by the message I was preaching on Sunday. And we didn't go detail into that prayer. So we are doing it today. 
today we are going to thank Jesus. It is Thanksgiving service. We are going to thank Jesus. We are going to thank God for him giving his son to rescue us. Even before we were born, Jesus has already done it for us. He became a sacrificial lamb for you and I. He loves us. The Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Even you as a parent, you can't give your child. <coughs> you can't sacrifice your child. You can't sacrifice even your own self. How many parents can take bullets for their children? Not to talk of the whole where people you don't even know them. People who even sin against you. People who are rebellious. Yet you say, I will send my child because this is the only way. Your only child that you love so much. You say, no, let my child go and die. And the child willingly, the child say, Father, if that is what you wish, I will do it. Your will, not my will. How many of us can comfortably say, yes, I will do that. So Jesus, God has, we have to give him all the glory, all the praises and thank him. I know probably in our own quiet time we thank him, but listen, this is our platform. This is us. We are coming here as a group of people. You can't be here if God did not lead you. God led you to be here. So we have to do it as a people, as a community. Remember his words is where two or three are gathered in his name, he is there. So you didn't just come on the platform today by chance. All those who have been watching and listening faithfully, I have my faithful followers. It's not by chance. When God calls a servant of God, he gives them their own sheep. He gives them their flock. So you who is here, God has assigned you to be here. There are some people God has even told them, make sure you listen to her. Right? So we all have to do things in one accord. So let's just begin to open our mouth and begin to thank Father for giving us the best gift, for giving us his son who came and died for you and I on the cross of Calvary. Father, we thank you for the gift of life. We thank you for your grace and mercy. We thank you for bringing us here today. We thank you for bringing us this far, O Lord Jesus, for protecting us throughout the week and that we have come into your presence to do this. This is an assignment you gave us sometime last year and we are still carrying forward with this assignment. Today we have come not just to thank you for our own lives, not just to thank you for the lives of our, our family members, of our siblings, of friends, relatives, or colleagues. Not just to thank you for the wonderful things you have been doing for us in our life since the beginning of this 2022. Not just to thank you, Lord Jesus, that you have blessed us so much. Not just that, but to thank you for the best gift that you ever gave us. Giving us the gift of your son, your only son, to die on the cross of Calvary. To shed his blood so that we can reconcile with you again our father because he is the bridge he is the link between us and you if not of him we will not be here today we will not even exist we can't even come to you because you love us you gave us your only begotten son to come and die as a sacrificial lamb on the cross of calvary as a ransom so that we might have life and have it more abundantly Father, we thank you for giving us your son, for him to die to share his blood, 
on the cross for all he went through. Father, we thank you. Now the revelation I had on the fourth day of our 30 days fast is beginning to make more sense. Oh God, Father, that's why you showed me this revelation. Now it's beginning to make sense. I think I shared this with you people. You know, yesterday we concluded our 30 days drive fast. Oh my God. And on the fourth day of our fasting, I dreamed. And I had a dream. It's like I had a dream inside a dream. Because I, I was telling my mother in the dream that I had a dream. I saw Jesus in the place where Pontius Pilate washed his hands off his keys. I saw him like he was seated there. Oh my God. Now it's making sense why we should thank God. God showed me this for, for a day like this. I never, it just flashed, that dream just flashed now. So I saw Jesus, I saw his back. You know how when you watch him in the movies, how they beat him, they whip him, his back was full, you know, with cuts, deep cuts and blood, so deep. I was just watching. And then I was crying in that dream. I was telling my mother say, and my two of my younger brothers, I said, Mama, you people don't know what Jesus went through. I said, what we watch in the movies is not up to what Jesus, it's not compared to what Jesus went through. I said, he went through a lot of things. I said, the pains he suffered, we can't even compare with what we see in the movie. Because when we watch the movie, I remember when I was way younger, each time I watch a movie, I would cry. You know, when they are beating him, he's carrying his, flogging him, carrying his big cross, you know. Even my daughter, it's not that she's beginning to, to, to watch it, she's gathering courage because we watch christian movies now often than you know and so she's beginning to get used to at first when you want to put it she will cry she will hold me and cover her face like you don't want to see how jesus is going through that pain and god showed me i had the privilege to see this in the dream and now we are here thanking him we still cannot even understand it if our thank you is not even enough God just showed me. I just had the flash of that dream now. It's just a reminder that, listen, I showed you this dream to know that my son went through a lot for you to be where you are today. Because today, you just need to say the salvation prayer. That is it. And you are reconciled with your father. You don't need to do anything. You just need to go before God on your knees. Ask him for the forgiveness of your sins and you say the salvation prayer. And you are free, you are safe. If anything should happen, you know you are making heaven. This is just because Jesus gave himself. Because Jesus decided to sacrifice his life, to go through all of that for you and I. Father, thank you. We can't thank you enough. We can't thank you enough for giving us your son. At one point, if you read the Bible, at one point, fear even gripped Jesus. I was listening to the audio today, um, the book of Mark, the Bible audio while I was cooking. I was listening to it in the kitchen. And it got to that point where fear even gripped Jesus when he knew his time was up. He said, Father, if possible, take away this cup, but your will, not my will. 
Wow. God is so amazing. There are some dreams you will dream, right? You won't even remember them. But when something happened, then it will come like a flash. You didn't remember that dream because it was not yet time for you to remember. Oh my God. On Sunday, when we really did not thank God for giving us Jesus as his son, as a ransom, after I finished the message, I kind of, I felt, I was not feeling good, like, because each time I preach, I feel good and I know I, I've done my assignment, right? But I was not feeling like 100%. Then I listened to the message, I said, oh my God, we didn't really, at one point I was like, Father, should I delete this message? Because we really did not thank Jesus and God as we're supposed to. I felt like that and then I left it. I was like, okay, then I'm going to do that today. Just for me to start thanking him now and I'm having a flash of that dream. I had this dream. We started the fasting on the third, third, fourth, fifth, on the 6th of January. God is so amazing. God is so amazing. Father, once more we thank you. Because of your son, we are here today. Because of him shedding his blood on the cross of Calvary. You have made salvation easier for us. People of God, we all have to work for our salvation with fear and trembling. Look at what Jesus went through. Look at what he went through. We don't have to sacrifice anything. All you need to do is just stay away from sin. Deny sin. And you are fine. You are good to go. If anything should happen, you know you are meeting your father. Just denounce evil. Turn away from, from unforgiveness, from hatred, from gossip. From plotting evil. From fornication, from adultery, from abortion. Turn away from all those things that grieve the Spirit of God. He says, if you love me, you will keep my commandment. And it's for your own good. God said we should work on our salvation. Because if any of us dies, when you are not saved and you go to hell, God loses. It means the sacrifice that Jesus did is it was for nothing in your case anyway even if it were to be one person on earth jesus would have still done the same so don't say anyway he sacrificed his life for everybody no look at it as you personalize it jesus did this because of me then you will value it more Listen, on that last day when you die, you'll be there alone. You won't be there with any other person. You'll be there alone. Father, we thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Salvation is personal. <clears throat> 
So if you start looking at it that Jesus came, he died for me, not for the whole world. You will want to do everything to appreciate what he did. And the only thing you can do is by staying away from sin. There is no two ways. There is no two ways. Stay away from sin. When I had this dream on the 4th of August, when I had a dream on the, not this dream, this dream was just this January on the 6th of January, the dream that I saw Jesus where Pontius Pilate washed his hands off his case. I saw him seated in the middle of that, like a compound. And he had just loin on his waist, tied, and his whole body from his waist up, his back was naked. And I saw his back, like they used cutlass to butcher somebody. Big marks, blood, red. I was crying in that dream, and I was telling my mother, I said, Mama, you people don't know what Jesus went through. I said, what we see in the movies, we can't compare it with what he went through. And I wrote it down. When I had a dream, 4th of August of 2020, that I was in a room waiting to be judged, people of God, I was there with my daughter. Before I got to that point, I was going to pick my sons. I was going to meet them, not pick them, rather. I was going to meet them where they were playing football with my husband. It's like they had a football tournament on that day. So I left my mother at home. In that dream, my mother came to visit me. I left her at home and I took my daughter and I was going to meet my boys. And somewhere in the middle of nowhere, it became so dark and windy, like it was about to rain heavily. And we saw a house nearby. We went in there for shelter. When we got into that house, my daughter was in the, in Germany, we call it Kinderwagen. In other places, I don't know how they call it, stroller or what. She was seated there. She was like a baby who was about 8 to 10 months old. So I decided to look through the window to see how, you know, how it looks like outside. It was so dark. You can't see anything. I saw just a house, a building on a heat-top. And each time the lining, because the lining were, you know, the lining would strike in and out of that windy and dark uh, um, atmosphere, each time the lightning would strike, then I would see that house with light coming out of it so faintly. So I stood there, looked through the window for probably just some seconds, probably not up to a minute or if not more than a minute. Then immediately I turned to look inside that house. In that house, there were people of different shade and color. Immediately I turned, I realized everybody was crying. <clears throat> Before I continue, this message, this um, this broadcast will be only for Thanksgiving. I'm going to separate the message with it. The other message, the sub-message I have, which is separate for your growth. So immediately this one, I finish with the message I'm preaching now on repentance. I will stop it and I start a new broadcast. Just to let you know, I'm having the leading to do that. So that's what I'm going to do. So I turned and I noticed that everybody was crying. But for one lady, she should be in her mid-30s or early 30s, there are probably 33, 34. 
and she had a skirt a check pleated skirt i think with white blouse that's the vision i'm having now that skirt was three quarter god god is so amazing eh Ah, this lady walked towards me. I was crying. There was a chair. It's like they offered me that seat. I refused to sit. I sat on the floor, wailing, crying. Because it dawned on me, like this is it. There is no turning back. You have to be judged today. And two things are involved. Either you are going to heaven or you are going to hell. And in my hearts of hearts, where I was standing I knew I'm not making heaven. If not, why would I why was I crying? Why was I crying? Bitterly. I was crying. And I started saying, Father, forgive me. I have forgiven all those who have hurt me. Forgive me. And before you know it, this lady walked towards me. She was so calm, very composed. You know, she walked towards me and she placed a scarf on my head. Before she placed the scarf on my head, I tried to reach out to my handbag to take my phone to call my mother and tell her that we are safe. Because in my mind, I was like, my mother will be worried now. Where are they with this weather? You know, because the weather was really bad. I said, let me call her that. She should not bother. We are fine. We are taking shelter somewhere. I could not reach. <laughs> I tried to grab my bag. Mm -mm. Then all of this understanding was coming. Like where you are, you can't even go back. They have to judge you today. God will judge you if you're making heaven or you're making hell. And then this lady, I was crying and asking for forgiveness. Then she walked, she walked towards me. She came and she placed the scarf on my head. Not long, I felt like current was running through my body, like somebody that has been electrocuted. And I woke up. I was in my room on my bed. And I looked at the ceiling. I looked, I looked around. I recognized where I was. My husband had just woken up. So he, he was opening the windows and he was walking by. Because when, he, when I opened my eyes, he was by the windows. You know, opening the windows. And then he was walking by me, gently passed by, and he greeted me. I didn't respond. I took a look at him. And the understanding I had that morning was that the world is coming to an end. That was my understanding. I had not digested this dream. Oh, I didn't even know anything. Let me put it that way. This is August of 2020. 4th of August. And then I looked at him. I think the world will soon come to an end. Oh. I think I said we have to repent or something. And it's somebody who doesn't take things seriously, you know. So he just joked. He said, ah, it's better. Let the world come to an end. Let everybody. I said, no, it's not like that. So when he looked at me, he took a look and he saw the seriousness and the fright in my face. Then he knows hmm, this was serious. He just went out. He went to the balcony. I woke up. I prayed, I went and took my bath. I was about to go to work. I made an audio. I sent it on our family WhatsApp group, telling my siblings that everybody should repent. The world will soon come to an end. On that day, you'll be on your own. 
but I didn't have deeper understanding and revelation as I have now. Because after then, I noticed each time I share this dream with somebody, I have a revelation. Each time I share this dream, I have a revelation. Like the what the revelation, the miss trying to get my back to call my mother, and I did not succeed. The understanding I had once when I was sharing it with somebody, also probably on the platform, I can remember, was that most people think they have time, that they are living their life now, doing whatever they want to do. When they are about to die, they will reconcile. My dear, it's not like that. You have to reconcile with God. Now. You have to make peace and repent. Now that you are, you are hundred percent conscious of what you are doing. Not when you are about to have an accident and then you say, "Oh, Father, forgive me of my sin. I didn't know any better. I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and personal Savior. Be the Lord over my life. I confess all my sins." No, it won't work like that. You might be planning to do that like that, but it will fail you. That's the understanding I had. I'm me trying to reach out to my back and call my mother. Many people want to reach out to God when they are in their dying moment, but it will be too late. I was like, wow. That that lady I saw, if we're in that room about 19, we're not more than 20 people. So assuming that we're 20 or 19 people, everybody was crying except that lady. The understanding I had was that that is the amount she represents the, the uh, um, percentage of people that will make heaven. Very few people. Very few people. Imagine 20 people in a room, 19 were crying. 19. Just one person was there walking up and down in the room praying. Like she was so ready to meet her father, her maker, her creator. She was so ready. It's like, I think what she was surely praying her mind, maybe she was like, Father, thank you. The day has come. At last, I can't wait to see you. I can't wait to get my mansion in heaven. She was so calm, so reserved, well composed. Even her dressing was so modest. She had a long skirt, three-quarter skirt, a blouse she had talking, so neat. Low, her, high, her heels were probably six inches high. I don't know about you in other countries, but my six inches in my country, they are nothing. Like probably the, the height of my, uh, or the length of my, 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 my small finger, right? The last finger, what's it called? I know all these fingers they have. You have the index finger, you have the whatever fingers. But you know, the last finger, that's, how, that, that's just how it was. So modest, moderate in everything. She looked so quiet. She was the only one who was not crying. Every other person there was crying. Me, I sat on the floor. If you know how they cry when somebody dies in Africa back home, we don't sit on the chair or on the couch crying. We'll sit on the floor and we'll be wailing, even scrubbing your, your, your butt on the ground. Like That's how I demonstrated that place. And I was saying, Father, forgive me. I have forgiven all those who have hurt me. And another understanding I had that I had unforgiveness in me. Unforgiveness will land many people in hell. That was something else. That was something also that I learned. People, because people pretend they're like, no, I don't have anything against them. I'm forgiving them. No, they still have. And they'll be like, no, I just want to avoid them. I don't have anything. No, you don't need to be best of friends. But my brother and sister, for your own good, 
when you say you have forgiven somebody, forgive them. Forgive them. And you will know if you have forgiven somebody. When you see them, you will not feel irritated or you don't feel like, hmm, this one. When you still have that feeling, you haven't forgiven them. Ask the Spirit of God to help you. I have been down that road. I have shared my story with you people. I thought I had forgiven. I had issue with my senior brother. I thought I had forgiven him. I did not. It took the Spirit of God to remind me 2018. I was praying in the middle of the night. And the Spirit of God just dropped his name. I was asking God for something. He just dropped his name in my spirit. I cried. I will. I took my phone and I called my mother that night. The Spirit of God will convict you. It will tell you. He will reveal things to you. Like one second, God can reveal 10 things, 20 things to you. And you have an understanding. The Spirit of God did not say anything. He just gave me his name. And I have an understanding that for real, I've not, forgot, I've not forgiven him. But we're talking from time to time. No, but I hadn't forgiven him. Right deep in there, I was still holding on to something. Pretending all is well. You can fool man, you can pretend, but you can't pretend to God. So if you're having unforgiveness, you're dealing with unforgiveness, ask God to help you. Because we can't do it on our own. My daughter was in that dream. When I was crying, asking God, telling him, Father, forgive me. Telling him that forgive me, I forgive him. I didn't say, Father, forgive me and my daughter. I was on my way to go and pick my, to go and meet my kids and my husband. I didn't say, Father, forgive me and my children and my husband. Forgive me and my siblings. I was saying, forgive me. It was all about me. On that last day, it will be all about you. It will be all about you. Not you and your friend, not you and your husband, not you and your wife. It will be all about you. That's why you have to walk your salvation with fear and trembling. With fear and trembling. Hmm. It is well. God will help us. But before God helps us, we have to be willing. He said, draw nigh to me and I'll draw nigh to you. You have to let go. Things are happening. If you look at the way things are happening around us, by now, <laughs> our knees should be on the ground 247, asking God for forgiveness, asking him to tell us, to lead us to, to live in obedience, to live a life pleasing to him. Because nobody knows the are. Nobody knows the are. I came here knowing it's Thanksgiving. I'm going to, but this this is the way that the, it's not me doing it. I just open my mouth and whatever the Spirit of God wants to say, this is what He wants, and that is leading me to separate the message. This is Thanksgiving and repentance. I'm preaching today. Let us keep thanking God for giving us Jesus, because if not of Jesus would not have been here today. And Jesus keep interceding for us. He's there in the heaven, still begging, Father, Father, give them more time. But for how long? Time is running out. For how long? Time is running out. So 
time is running out so I ask you to take a minute ask God for the forgiveness of your sins ask him to search your conscience the ones you can remember the ones you can remember ask him to help you remind you ask him to forgive you the ones you did intentionally unintentionally the ones you even influence somebody because at times we influence people to sin we don't even know ask God to forgive you just take a minute and I'll lead you to Christ Father Lord, your children have come before you asking for the forgiveness of their sins, Father. Father, we pray you forgive us our sins. The ones we committed, knowingly and unknowingly, the ones who influence people to do, Lord, have mercy. Forgive us, Father. Now we know better, Lord Jesus. Have mercy. Have mercy. Thank you, Yahweh, for always being a faithful Father and a merciful God. We have not taken it for granted. We have not taken it for granted. So you repeat after me as we say the salvation prayer. Say, Father Lord, I come into your presence as a sinner. Please forgive me. I confess all my sins. I did not know any better. I promise not to go back to my old ways. I believe that Jesus Christ came and died on the cross of Calvary so that my sins can be wiped away. I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and personal Savior. Be the Lord over my life. I promise to serve you forever and ever. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you've said this prayer, put your hand on your chest. Welcome to the body of Christ. You are now a new creature. Sin no more. Read your Bible. Listen to the messages. Live a life pleasing to God. Don't go back to your old ways. God bless you. Go out, spread love, share love. And I love you all, the love of God. So I will stop here and I'm starting a new broadcast. Until we meet again, you are blessed. Bye-bye.